No. What's your least favorite scary movie? It's not who you come with. It's who takes you home. Ooh. Welcome to What's Your Least Favorite Scary Movie! The podcast where we talk about the good, the bad, the ugly, and the absurd in all of our favorite and least favorite scary movies. Because we believe every horror movie rightfully has its fan base. Even if we don't always get it. My name is Travis. My name is Jesse. And today we are talking the 1980 classic, Prom Night. Ooh. Uh, uh, back in the, deeper into prom month. This yes, week. yes. One one week deeper into prom month. Um, for some reason, I thought you were going to say it's a return of Jamie Lee Curtis to the podcast. It is, which yeah, which is true. We um, it's not been that long since we talked about her. Yeah, it really talked hasn't. About Halloween, Halloween ends. ends. Yeah, back so in January. January. Wow. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, you're leading this one. I'll let you take the wheels. Well, that's it. Okay, all right, well, <laughs> welcome to the show, everybody. We are clearly organized and ready to uh, boogie tonight <laughs> on uh, on prom. So, prom night! Um, this was our Patreon-voted episode. Yes, and we gave, we threw it out there as between prom night and prom night two with, honestly, the hope that the vote would be prom night two. Oh, no, no, come on. For me, yeah. I, I was actually kind of interested <laughs> in going with one, so, you know. I, I was, I'm happy no matter which one we I ended just, up talking about. I love Prom Night 2 so much. Yeah, Prom Night 2 is great, and we'll talk about it for sure, but, you know, I think it's cool to touch on the original first. Yeah. Another slasher. I guess. Another Jamie Lee slasher. I suppose. Yeah. It's okay. Um, but yeah, it, it came down to like final death tiebreakers. So yeah, there's like two tiebreakers. So yeah. Yeah, the, the world was also torn. The yeah. universe was. Yeah. The universe yeah. was like, on the one hand, hello, Mary Lou. Amazing. Oh. On the other, on the other hand, hand, Jamie Lee Curtis <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and um, Leslie Nielsen, which I had no idea he was in this movie. I don't even think Leslie Nielsen knew he was in this movie. <laughs> He's like. <laughs> He's such a non-factor in this, which is kind of weird considering it's Leslie Nielsen. Yeah. I mean, he has like a highest build. Yeah, right. I mean, and he's just there. Like he dances at the prom and afterwards, I don't really know what else happens. He like freaks out whenever He's there Blue dies. as the least emotionally distant parent, which is uh saying something in this movie. It's a very low bar. Uh <laughs> yeah, he's got double duties too, because he's also the principals. <laughs> it's weird. It's weird. But you know what? I appreciate him. Yeah. I like having him here. It's nice. Well um let's talk about our poll results then for last week's movie. Okay. So last week we talked about the loved ones and we wanted to know what's everybody's pre-prom routine yeah so what are you doing in the hours leading up to prom yeah so uh first off we'll go to instagram where zero percent would get a date okay hopefully because they've had a date secured for a while or you can go stag also that i did that at my prom you know no, no shame no shame did you anybody. make that decision in the final hours leading up to your prom um, I kind of made the whole decision of going to prom in general in the final hours, you know, it just, I was like, fuck it. Sure, and I'll go. I've seen the pictures. You had a suit. Was your mom scrambling to get that suit together Oh, no, for we you? got it all done pretty well. <laughs> I entered that bitch in a golf cart <laughs> coming out of the back of a U-Haul. That's how we made our entrance at prom. I rode in that U-Haul too, all the way from... 
the place to pick it up all the way to our friend's house and I was in total darkness <laughs> and did not realize that the back of U-Hauls get very, very hot in <laughs> springtime. <laughs> <clears throat> I'm picturing like that episode of It's Always Sunny where they're. It's kind of like yeah. that. <laughs> I, I, I'm just sitting at the steering wheel of the golf cart though. I'm just freaking out. Total <laughs> darkness and all kinds of heat and don't know what's going on. Uh, okay, next up, 43% of the people chose they would smoke beforehand. Okay. Whatever you're smoking, that's up to you. But, smoke you know, them if you got them, boys. Just, you're smoking something, smoking these meats. Uh, 0% would hike with dog. Wow, that's a strong choice. Wrong choice. I mean, you're getting kind of sweaty hiking before prom. Yeah, but I mean, if you're a dude, it's not that big a deal. I don't know. I think, well, I mean, you really. You go home and shower real quick. It's fine. Okay, that's true. Yeah, that's true. Uh, you and don't then, have the whole hair, makeup, nails. That's true. You're <laughs> right. You're right. It's it's a whole different ballpark for us. Um, and then 57% of the people would eat chicken. Finger looking good. Over on Twitter, 17% would get a date, 50% would smoke, Okay. still 0% would hike with dog, Oh my god! 33% would eat chicken. See, now if this was on a Saturday, which our prom was, all of the proms in town were on Saturdays. <laughs> Ours was always derby weekend, so kind oh, of yeah. appropriate timing to be talking about this. I would, you know... I'd have some time in the morning. I probably actually realistically did go for um chicken. <laughs> I probably did go for a hike with dog. Um because okay. we you know, you saw where my family used to live. Yeah. But I frequently liked to go um wander the farmlands or go down to the creek, as it were. Yeah. Um, and usually one or more dogs would join me. So. <laughs> all the dogs just spot you and they're like not, okay and they all not, not like in a disney princess like all the animals flock to me way but in the we more, had multiple dogs kind of way i'm thinking more of you as like they just saw you as the pack leader <laughs> so they're just i'm the alpha yeah. cool good for you <laughs> okay that's a, that's our poll um you already me. said yours did i yeah what did i say i oh, mean yeah. yeah you decided to go at the last minute so that's true. Okay. I, uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, but, and what was your, oh, yeah. You did dog. Okay. Never mind. Yeah. Okay. We got it all figured out then. Okay. okay let's talk about prom. You're night. good at conversations. Am I? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Let's talk about prom night. Okay. Let's. let's. Yeah. So, prom night has a couple of weird release dates. This is what I officially wrote down for the show, though. Uh, it did have like a premiere in late 1979 in Toronto oh. in a limited release in the United States on July 18th, 1980, and it made a decent amount of money, so they decided to do a wider release shortly after. So it first came out in 79. That's mm -hmm. interesting. Okay. Uh, we watched it on Shutter, but you can watch it literally everywhere. Everywhere. I, I did not write down all of the places you can watch it because it was just like I would just be listing all of the streaming options yep. that exist. So uh, free, paid, whatever, you can watch it. Boom. Do it. <laughs> um, it was written by William Gray and Robert Guza Jr. Robert Guza Jr. actually wrote the story and William Gray did the screenplay. Directed by Paul Lynch. Music by Carl Zittrer and Paul Zaza. 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 Uh, special effects makeup by Warren Keeler. Okay. Starring Leslie Nielsen as Mr. Hammond, 
Jamie Lee Curtis as Kim Hammond, Michael Tuff as Alex Hammond, Casey Stevens as Nick McBride, Anne-Marie Martin as Wendy Richards, Mary Beth Rubens as Kelly Lynch, and Jay Thompson as Jude Cunningham. Budget or Bugtad, Travis? Um, I'm going to guess that this is Bugtad. Yes. 1.5 million Canadian. Wow. <laughs> I had a feeling that this was filmed in Canada. Yes. So it's one of those films that it is an international picture technically because it has an American production company. Mm-hmm. So they got um all of the Canadian like shelter the benefits yeah Yeah. tax write-offs so it was cheaper for them to shoot there i feel like she kind of went on this whole canadian slasher tear after halloween because she did terror train was the same year yeah Mm -hmm. and you know same deal filmed in canada yep um opening box office now this is that initial limited release in the United States, it uh-huh. made one point one or one point two million dollars. Wow! Yeah, and just like the mm-hmm. short little mm-hmm. wow, good for them. A uh, worldwide gross of fourteen point eight million. Wow! On IMDb, it's got a score of five point three. I can see it. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, I'm you know. excited to talk about our actual thoughts on this movie because we haven't talked about it. That's true. Yeah, and you know, I mean, that's <laughs> that's fair, even for horror movies, right there. Good for it. Okay. I picked three movies, also from 1980. Yeah. Um, I'm curious. You got a theme? Movies that I thought would make Travis happy to have me pick. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> cool. Well, I'll tell you if you're accurate or not. Motel Hell. Okay. I do like that movie. <laughs> uh, that was released October 24th, 1980. Had a budget of $3 million Whoa. And a worldwide gross of $6.3 million. Dang, so it didn't, well, it did okay. Um, weirdly enough, this is the last of the three movies that I actually have a gross on. So, really? Yep, <laughs> things are going downhill from there. That's a fun, <laughs> weird little it's movie. It's so weird. It, you, I you, did not know what to expect going into it, but it wasn't that. Yeah, when you think it's done getting weird, it, <laughs> it doesn't. It just keeps getting it, weirder. Yeah, there's like, they're growing people. Or are they growing people? I don't fucking know. I watched yeah. it one time and I was, we were was doing weird. our, um, we were watching it and we were doing our uh, pieces puzzle at the same oh, time. Oh, yeah, we were. So Just our brain was already pink. Watching that and then doing that puzzle, like our brains were so in overload. So 1,000 piece puzzle and 850 of those pieces are pink. Yep. The center <laughs> is a woman and then that's it. The background mm-hmm. is just pink. Just pink. Just pink. It's crazy. Um, anyway, Motel Hill has a 6.0 out of 10 on IMDb. Wow, good for it. I'm I'm happy for that. Yeah, yeah. I want to watch that again sometime soon. Yeah, we. I think we need to. I think that's a movie that warrants paying attention to. Definitely. <laughs> Um, second movie, Eli Roth, mother, or well, not directed by him. I was like gonna say favorite. what? <laughs> okay. Yeah, like his favorite, his influential Mother's one, Day. Mother's Day. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I was gonna say wait, he went no, back he in was, time. Yeah, he was like two years old. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that was released nowhere near Mother's Day. Mm, oh, really? <laughs> September nineteenth, nineteen eighty. Wow. It had a budget of one hundred and fifty thousand dollars. And I have no gross. <laughs> Isn't this a trauma movie, technically? I don't, I don't know. I don't think so. Mm, I don't know. There's something weird 
there's like a connection there with something it feels almost too mean-spirited to be a trauma film um bloodsucking freaks is technically a trauma film and that's a very mean-spirited <laughs> movie also such a mean movie yeah i don't know i mean but that's a fun movie i like it a lot yeah uh wait bloodsucking freaks or mother's day both <laughs> <laughs> um but mother's day is just i don't know it's different but um it, that one's kind of wacky um it's got an imdb score of 5.3 again that's fair i can see it and then the third movie is one that we actually haven't seen yet, but has been on your radar and you really want to watch it and we own it. Have I been bringing this up? Yes. Um, Do you want to guess? So we own it. We haven't watched it. So I'm going to say Fade to Black. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Cool. Um, that was released October 14th, 1980 with a budget of $2.3 million. Dang. Mm-hmm. I've watched bits of that. And it's a very interesting premise. I, I think that you and I would have a fun time with it. Yeah, after seeing them talk about it on In, T- In Search of Darkness, mm-hmm. um, I'm I'm curious. Yeah, okay, cool. I'd be well, into we, it. We got to watch yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, that's got a 6.1 out of 10, so the highest of this list. Good for that. Yeah. Way to go. Okay. Well, you, you, you succeeded. Those are all <sighs> movies. Thank um, you. The I'm theme of this not. weekend is I know you like the back of my hand. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, well, let's see if you can guess how I feel about the movie later. <laughs> okay, so as you know, there are multiple taglines for this, and you know this because as I was filling out the sheet, I said, fuck this, I'm doing screenshots, and that's because like three of the taglines are a paragraph long. Wow, okay. But the one on the poster says, if you're not back by midnight, you won't be coming home. That's good. Is it? What does midnight have to do with anything? That's like a normal curfew, like be back by midnight. It only conjures up images of Cinderella for me. Really? Yeah. To me, like it just, it feels like something that your parents would say to you when you're going. Like, okay, I'm going to prom. All right, be back by midnight. I didn't have a curfew. Well, you had cool parents. No, I was just a nerd. (laughs) My mom didn't have to worry about me. (laughs) Well, still, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, I I feel like that's a pretty good tagline. That's pretty good. Okay. Are you ready? Yeah. They get shorter and shorter as you go down the screen. Oh, my God. Wow. <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> these are the girls of Hamilton High. Tonight, they will be more beautiful than ever in their lives because tonight is prom night. Dot, dot, dot. And someone has come to the prom alone just to watch them dance, to see them fall in love, to see them dot, 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 die! Yeah. <laughs> Exclamation point. I like it, but way way condensed yeah i feel like you need somebody with like a really deep voice doing it over the trailer definitely yeah that's the trailer voice yeah right there everyone in the senior class has a date for prom night but someone has come to the prom alone someone who watches in empty corridors someone who follows silent and unseen someone Someone who who likes to spin the discs somebody (laughs) who likes to dj Someone who waits until no one can help. Someone who likes to boogie. <laughs> someone, someone who doesn't. Hair. Someone who doesn't like to kiss his sister. <laughs> someone who has to shake the prom king's hand. <laughs> There's a special night in the lives of all of us. What that is? Wow, the syntax of that sentence is all fucked up. Uh, <laughs> There's a special night in the lives of all of us. <laughs> I can't make that sound any better. Night special live prom us. 
We go. <laughs> he a, look. Ni- a night we can break all the rules and make our own. Prom night. For some, it's the end of innocence. <laughs> For others, it's the end. This sounds like a song. <laughs> I feel like you could leave it as it's the end of innocence. That works on two levels. Yeah, that does. Yeah. <laughs> One way or another, it's the end of innocence. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> Boy, these taglines. Okay. How many more do we have? Oh my God. Four, five. Jesus Christ. Okay. All right. Let's do this. I love it when a movie has this many. That means that the marketing team were like having a fun time. Yeah. (laughs) Come on. Let's hear it. Jude is going to the prom. Wendy is going to the prom. Kelly is going to the prom. (laughs) But for each of Fuck Nick, am I right? Wait, is Nick not involved? No. Oh, what the fuck? But for each of them, it's going to be a night they will never live to forget. Well, I guess that's why Nick's not involved. Because he doesn't live? Because he does live. He's the only one of of the juvenile thugs that survives to the end. Yeah. (laughs) Wow, okay. Um, Jesus Christ. As children, they played a killer's game. Now it's the killer's turn to play with them. This tagline, you know what? I wish they had kept that as the main tagline because the whole plot of the movie, the whole plot twist at the end, the crux of everything, none of it makes a goddamn bit of sense. Yeah. (sighs) A killer waits at the high school dance. Is that it? Yep. Okay. (laughs) Dot, dot, dot. Some will be crowned. Others will lose their heads. Oh, I do kind of like that one, yeah. The head, the beheading scene is fucking awesome. I think they came up with this tagline just for Jamie Lee. Oh, God. Okay, cool. Let's hear it. The night someone came to prom alone. Uh, (laughs) Wait, the night someone came to prom alone? Yeah. That was my tagline. (laughs) The night one man <laughs> rode in the back of you all alone. <laughs> like, did your parents just shove you in the back? I have so they many questions there. about that. Who put you in the U-Haul? I volunteered. Who was driving the U-Haul? Um, Our friend James. And uh, Pierce is in the front seat with him. And they just said, Travis, shut up and get in the back. <laughs> well, we didn't have enough room for anybody up front. And I had to get going somewhere too so i was like fuck it i'll just i'll hang in the back is the golf cart strapped down in any way yes i'm okay. not i'm not like sliding around like running into the walls and stuff <laughs> no i was fine oh i knew about the golf cart i did not know about the u-haul you didn't know about the u-haul no oh yeah baby okay are we done with taglines? Yes, we're done with taglines. Oh, that was the that was the most wild <laughs> batch of taglines we've had oh, in a long, man. long time. You know, you could say that like Halloween as a holiday has is like the most ripe for generic taglines, but I'm thinking it's prom. Uh, prom's pretty pretty good, man. I mean, especially even... when the movie's called Prom Night. Like, yeah, boy, boy, howdy. Oh, okay. Fun facts. Okay, let's have some more fun. <laughs> so this was Canada's highest grossing horror film of 1980. Wow. 
So beat out Terror Train. You know, I think, um, honestly, I think Prom Night entirely is a Canadian franchise. I think all of them are made in Canada. That wouldn't surprise me. This is not, it is an, It is considered an international film, though. What do you mean? Because the, the producer is American. Uh, well, I don't know. I feel like people, like, it's kind of like um, how Canada loves to claim Black Christmas. It was made in Canada, but I think Bob Clark's American. You don't sound sure. I'm not sure, but I'm pretty sure. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So Paul Lynch met with a producer named Erwin Yablens. Oh, that's the dude from Halloween. Yeah, exactly. That was the next thing I was going to oh, say. Yeah. <laughs> um, he wanted to work on a horror film, and he had an idea about a doctor who was murdering his patients. Wait, he wanted to work on another horror film? He just... Oh, wait, no, I think he joined after... No, the Paul person. Lynch wanted to work on a horror film. Excuse me, I'll let you talk. Yes. <laughs> Sorry. Um, but Yablin suggested that he pick, like, a holiday to center a movie around. Obviously. And he knows what he's talking about when it comes to this. Like, by the way, you should probably get Jamie also. <laughs> so Paul Lynch had an acquaintance, Robert Guza Jr., I think they went to the same school, who had written a story about some teens that were being haunted by a tragedy they were involved in as children, and uh, they kind of decided to bring it around to prom, like tie that theme together. Okay. And so when Paul Lynch went to this event in L.A. called Telefilm Canada, he met producer Peter Simpson, and he pitched the idea to him, and he goes, well, let's meet on Monday. And then by the end of the week, they had already agreed they were going to do the movie oh so, wow and it was yeah Moving that's fast. what i mean like it was it was international because he's la based but they were filming in canada okay um they were having trouble securing funding for the uh securing financing for the movie until they cast jamie lee curtis this was her first like real paying job she has said she was paid what is it? $30,000, which the 2021 equivalent is $98,663. For a new, like a new person, mm -hmm. then that's pretty good. I yeah. mean, and like she's super recognizable at this point for sure. Yes. And um, her audition included the dance scene. Oh, fuck yeah. Yeah, she okay. had to learn how to do the dance. And um, what I was reading... I I don't know if it was Paul Lynch or somebody else, but they were like, we don't know why he made her work so hard for the role because we all wanted her. But all of the like extensive auditioning was Peter Simpson's idea. Hmm, maybe he, uh, I, I don't know. I doubt she had an ego, but maybe it was like more like, I don't, I don't want her to think she runs Maybe he's set. a misogynist. Maybe he is a misogynist. It's possible. I don't know any, he didn't even have like a blue link. He Where's... didn't even have a blue link on Wikipedia. Oh, I thought Blue Link was like an industry term or something. <laughs> I was like, what does that mean? <laughs> nope. <laughs> nope. I couldn't look anything else up on him because I was like, I was like, well, they credited Yablins. Why aren't they crediting this guy? I mean, come so, on. Man. If you have know. Jamie Lee involved, right? and you're like at least interested in the slightest bit, fucking run I mean, with it. Yeah. Like have an audition for sure. But like the way it was written, it sounds like they really put her through the ringer to get her involved. That's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Um, so this is actually, you and I were both, cause, uh, you just watched Airplane for the first time not too long ago. Yeah. So did that come before or after this? After. Okay. Um, I'm pretty sure it was after. Um, it might've been before. Anyway, apparently. <laughs> it's the same year, I think. It might be. Um, what happened was apparently Leslie Nielsen was actually a more serious role 
uh, role, an more actor, serious, more serious actor. Yes, thank you. Um, he was a more serious actor, and this was one of his last serious roles before he started going strictly into comedy. That which makes is, sense. Yeah, but like it's just so weird because we saw Leslie Nielsen and we're like, what the haha guy? Like, <laughs> yeah, for us, like way in the future, it feels different. But you know, I guess I could see that. Yeah, I mean, and I mean, clearly. That was his niche. That's what he came to be mostly known for. Although I could be speaking out of my ass. Maybe it's a generational thing yeah, for us. I was thinking the same thing. Like I have no clue, but like I would imagine that airplane is what got him. I'm sure my mom is gonna text me and tell me exactly how wrong we are in all of our assumptions oh, about Leslie Nielsen. I would love to be corrected. So <laughs> if you actually have that information, then yeah, that would be great. <laughs> this was filmed over 24 days. Uh, principal photography lasted from August 13th, 1979 to September 13th, 1979. Okay. Obviously, it wasn't every single day, but yeah, uh, they had to shoot all of the school scenes first because they were filming in an actual school and they had to be out by the time school started. Oh, really? <laughs> mm-hmm. Wow. One final fun fact, which I think is really funny as we're in the midst of our Scream coverage, yeah, is that Paul Lynch wanted minimal gore in the movie like as little as possible. But the distributor, Avco Embassy Pictures, mandated additional gore. Good. They wanted more. I think that this, if this movie lacked in the gore, it would have like been a slog. That's how Lou's beheading came to be. Good. That's like the best part of this whole movie. Yeah. Uh, This movie, it feels very um, like Fear Street-esque for me, like R.L. Stein for teens. I can see that, definitely, yeah. yeah. Okay, that's one of my fun facts, and I think that's a good segue for us to get into our good, bad, ugly, absurd, okay. and our ratings. So, Travis, I'll let you go first. What What did you find to be really good about this movie? Um, I I will say I, um, I think that when the, like, the stalking and the slashing finally gets ramped up in this movie, this movie's a lot of fun. Um, even beforehand, I think that the tense phone call scenes where he's like calling each of them and just like giving them freaky calls on just like lines, uh, that's, that kind of reminded me of Black Christmas. Yeah. And, uh, I don't know. I, I thought that that was good at like setting up the scene. And once we actually get to prom, I think the movie is like amazing. I think it's so much fun, but yes. yeah, um, that's, that's about as far as my good. <laughs> yes, I do like that we got a we got a strong beginning and a strong ending. Yeah. And I think those are fun. I think the interactions between some of the teen girls is interesting from like a movie viewing standpoint. See, um Yeah, I think that um I think that it's good. I think it's nice to build up the characters and have them be actual people mm-hmm. and they have their own little drama that's like you know something that I, that's between all of them that gets fleshed out um but i think it needed to be more interesting yeah i it's just kind of petty and there's like nothing yeah. really nothing really happens with it until they get to prom yeah, and even then, nothing happens for a while because we got to have 10 minutes of disco, baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, like, I don't know. I like seeing the dynamics play out. I like that 
you know, this is right after Halloween where Jamie Lee Curtis is such a good girl and she gets to be a little bit more snarky in this movie. I do appreciate yeah. that. I like that she wasn't just like, oh, I'm the class president and I'm prom queen and I'm perfect. Like, But she's also like, hey, Wendy, you're a bitch. Um. <laughs> I get the impression that this is Jamie being more herself. Yes. And yeah, she gets to just portray herself a little bit It feels more. a lot less restrained than she does um, as Laurie Strode. Yeah, definitely. Well, young Laurie Strode. Yeah, yeah. She, <laughs> she goes full blast in a whole other direction. But, I, you know, I mean, I do like that version of her, too. She's just a good actor. She's she a good really, thing about yeah, it. Yeah, it's just, it's just Jamie. Yeah, you know exactly. what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> okay, uh, what's your bad? I mean, my bad is that it's kind of slow to get started. Yeah. Uh, they're like... I remember I paused it at that one part and I was like, oh shit, there's 30 minutes left and nobody has mm -hmm. died. Well, that's not very fair. Other than the person small in the child that died at the beginning of the movie. Yes, but at the same time, I don't count that. You know what I mean? Like, yes, that is a death, but like at the same time, that's it's just kind like of a crucial death. I count it, but it's not like a slashing. Like, you know, we're here to watch mm -hmm. the prom night mm -hmm. slashing. Mm -hmm. We're here, it's advertised as prom night, prom night, not playing games in a building in a building an abandoned building with mm -hmm. children you know i don't know I, I wanted to see more prom yes. and what i get is more build up to prom than actual prom itself yes for a, a movie called prom night boy you are not gonna like carrie next week <laughs> well carrie's not being billed as prom night you know like carrie is about carrie i'm gonna be sticking with carrie most of the time i'm not gonna be expecting anything else <laughs> I'm fully aware of Carrie, okay? <laughs> um, I agree with you. The pacing could use a lot of work. I think you I just need to like sprinkle in some <laughs> things to happen. Again, and that's part of why it feels very Fear Street to me because it. <laughs> this is what R.L. Stein likes to do. Um, as somebody who's read most of his work for children and young adults, yeah. <laughs> We'll like set up a scary premise and then, oh, this thing happens. You get a creepy call. End of chapter. Beginning of next chapter. It's just your sister playing a prank on you. Oh, God. It, like, and it's like that for the entire book until the end where you're like, ah, you were stalking me. Ah. <laughs> and now you're falling off a cliff and dying traumatically. And now we live happily ever after. Like that's how R.L. Stein writes his books. Um, so you fall and die and then live? Yep. No, the killer falls and dies, oh, okay. and then the stocky um, ah, lives happily ever after. Gotcha. Okay. Absolutely no trauma from the events that have happened. Uh, that's standard for yep. most horror, I think. But um, anyway, that's that's what this movie felt like to me. Like there were very minimal stakes until the last like twenty minutes. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. Okay. What about your ugly? Ugly. Um, uh, ugly. Um. Ugly is the uh, prevalence of all kinds of bullying in this movie. Right? There's a lot of mean people at this school. And just like, just from the very beginning, you get these kids ganging up on this little girl and mm -hmm. then they push her out of the window and she falls. And they're like, yeah, we're not telling anybody. And then yeah. they grow up to still be huge pieces of shit and that didn't have any impact on them. Yeah. Like, holy shit, we were kids and we accidentally killed somebody. Maybe I should reflect on that. Well, okay, here's the thing. Wendy pivoted one way and the other three pivoted 
a completely different way because Wendy is like, I'm going to use my psychopathy for my own gain for the rest of my life. And she becomes even more of a monster. And she was the one who's all Ryan Philippi at the end, like, swear you'll never tell anybody we take this to our graves. Yeah. Um, but the other three are like, we're going to become best friends and or lovers with the murdered girl's sister. <laughs> Doug, show, <laughs> not Doug. What's name's not Doug? What I keep I, in my mind, I kept thinking that's a Doug. But I, mean, I could see him. I could see him as a Doug. Yeah, um, Nick. Nick. Yeah. He, uh, like, I could definitely tell that he was super remorseful about the whole thing, and he not felt guilty. Remorseful enough. I'm I mean, gonna say anytime that he has any bit of happiness with Kim, like you get flashbacks of like death, and then <laughs> the man will never be happy. Yeah. <laughs> just anytime he gets close to somebody, it's just like flashbacks of a child dying. I don't know. Maybe he has happiness after the end of the movie, where he finds out he didn't actually kill Robin. He's like, oh, oh thank God! I <laughs> thought I killed. Her. I've been carrying that around for six years. And then Kim's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Um, oh, okay. No, never mind. Just okay. Yeah, no, I agree with you. Um, they, these are some terrible people throughout this whole movie. Like, not even let's take the child murderers aside, and I mean that as in they are children and they also murdered a child. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, let's look at Lou, who is probably on some most wanted lists already at the point this movie starts. Yep. He's a domestic terrorist. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, if he was around today, he would, where was he on January 6th? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, and then we've got Drew, who clearly just wants to get laid, which whatever, that's your prerogative, but why Kelly of all people? Like. That, I, I don't know. She shows the least amount of skin possible and is scared of like a heavy breeze. <laughs> she shows the most, yeah. I don't know. She, yeah, she's like the most anxious, I think. Yeah, out did of all like of them. he pick her because he thought she'd be an easy target? Because he went the wrong direction with that. I think I have a feeling that their relationship is very fresh. Mm. And he thought that he could get that and then whenever it didn't happen he's like fuck this i'm going to somebody else yeah he's in like a separate 80s movie and it's more of like a sitcom like uh yeah uh like oh i bet i can turn the nerdy girl like he's auditioning for she's all that um <laughs> yeah. like not another teen movie yeah captain america with a banana but <laughs> that's him um and then finally absurd there's many I think the obvious is the extended disco scene. Yeah. Um, but I've got others. If you want, we can flesh no, this out. No, I would like to talk about the disco because I accept that disco was important for them in this movie. The prom theme was disco, and we got disco, but we got more disco than anybody ever asked for. I think that this is... Um, <laughs> This is the only movie that we've covered that has had like an extended dance scene. Yeah, it wasn't even part of a song. It was the full song. And you know what? A disco remix of any song is the longest fucking version of that song in the world. And so my like, favorite thing about that is that song goes on forever because like they dance to the song and then it cuts to her in the bathroom going. and it's still going. <laughs> like, oh God. Like <laughs> and you and I were both like eagle eye on them the whole time to see if they were doing any stunt cuts. And like, 
obviously now we know Jamie danced in her auditions. So. I think my personal theory is that both of them were very big in the disco scene on their own as like people like Jamie Private Lee Curtis. Passion. Yeah. And the person I, I don't remember his name that played Nick. Um, but like what you was don't his name um, Casey Stevens. Yeah. Casey Stevens. I bet he loved disco also. Because here, I mean, you don't get that good at disco for a movie being shot that fast. Yeah. You have to have that built in. And yeah, you have to, or, you know, if not disco specifically, like, you have to have some dance training. Yeah. Like, and- I don't know disco, but I danced for a long time. I could probably have, like, a weekend session with a choreographer if I was like on a movie set oh, yeah, and I would sure. pick up the dance but like but those were like there, all... yeah there's like actual skills between the two of them that was all iconic disco dance moves I like I'm just so so impressed like and I was like this has nothing to do with the movie um in terms of we need five minutes of this but I can't look away <laughs> I I honestly loved it. It was one of my favorite parts of the movie. It's just fun. I don't know. There's something about it that like they're having a good time. The like I I'm fucking like bobbing my head to the music. You know yeah. what I mean? Like it, it was good. Um, I got another absurd. Okay. How the fuck did they grow up this much in six years? Um, yeah, there there's hormones in the water of that town. Little babies <laughs> turn into full blown adults in six years. It's kind of ridiculous. Lou. Lou is just ridiculous. He's absurd. Um, can we talk about Kelly as a child looking like a creepy Victorian doll? Yes. She looks like one of the twins in The Shining. She does. Oh, <laughs> she, she has a very similar like dress and face. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I okay. mean, yeah. Um. So this movie it has a lot of things that I love about it. It's got a lot that kind of puts me on the meh. Um. I'll um, I'll say generally I have a really good time watching it. I had fun with it. I didn't regret watching it. Um, I think I'm gonna give it like uh six point five. Six point five. Yeah. Okay. Just man, that absolute lack of anything happening for such a large chunk of time. I you know what? It's cool if it's billed as like something other than a slasher. Cause like yes. that's. That's fine. I'm getting that story. I'm getting like the drama between her and Nick and uh, Wendy. But like it feels much more like afterwards I was like, hey, you know how we got really into Twilight for a little bit? Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, we're still really into Twilight, but like how we started watching the movies. I was like, maybe we should do that with Pitch Perfect because I really hated that. And I think it's because this movie just felt very much like a teen movie. But there's also a couple murders happening. But yeah, it it doesn't necessarily like. Obviously, we have the murder right there at the end, but eighty percent of this movie just feels like a team, a team, a teen drama comedy. Yeah, like it doesn't, it doesn't feel like horror to me. I will say though, like whenever the killings do start, it just goes. Yeah. For the rest of the movie. It's just like back to back stalking and slashing scenes. And like it's kind of cool. And that's the thing is because we've tried to watch this movie together before and we've tried to watch the remake together and I couldn't tell you anything about them before I was physically taking notes for this movie for this recording. Yeah. Like I would not be able to tell you anything about it other than Jamie Lee Curtis is there. That's it. 
And I think that's part of the reason I like part two so much is because it takes all of these fun, absurd, what the fuck elements and it like peppers in the spooky shit throughout. Yeah, definitely. It, so, it's paced way better. Yes, definitely. So I'm giving it a five and a half. Okay. Um, Because there is a lot I love about it. But in terms of like all of the horror movies we could watch, it's not going to be high on my read playlist. Yeah, probably not for me too. But it's still one that I think I would be down to watch. I think I would definitely watch it again. But I'm just saying like it's not going to be what like Mary Lou most nights you'd be like, hey, do you want to watch Prom Night 2? And I'd be like, absolutely. That was um, last night. We watched it again. Exactly. Um, <laughs> well, we didn't really watch it. We kind of we fell asleep. On. Yeah, um, but whatever. But, you know, this one, I'd be like, eh, what, but what are our other options? Yeah. You know what I mean? Okay. <laughs> I'd have to be in a very specific kind of mood to want to watch this. So what's our average? Six. Oh, just straight up six. Mm -hmm. Cool. All right. Well, now that we know how we feel, let's go ahead and talk about it. Okay. So we start off with some children playing a much darker version of hide and seek. Uh <laughs> yeah, it's um, something about the killers that are coming yeah I don't, I, I don't even know what the game is called but it's literally it's hide and seek except they talk about killing each other and like when you find one person they come with you to help you find the other people yeah but like even whenever you spot them you like they can still run away kill kill i don't know i don't know this game i feel like it was purely made up for this movie unless this is something from canada the hammond trio that's alex robin and kim they see one of these children playing, it's Nick. He is climbing along the side of the building. And instead of going, is he going to hurt himself? Kim goes, what a loser. Oops, <laughs> forgot my textbook. I'm going to turn around and get it. Oopsie-daisy. And Robin is like looking at them playing the game. And Alex is like, nobody wants to be your friend anyway. And he just goes home and leaves her there alone. Yeah, I don't understand this little kid's attitude. Well, mean, he's got a bad attitude. He's a little kid. I mean, he's a little kid with a bad attitude. He's picking on his sister. Like they're just, I don't know. Like, nobody wants to be your friend. That's yeah. what he says. He says that to her. Like that seems like a reasonable sibling dynamic to me. <sighs> That's really mean for even for siblings. Travis, one of the first things you showed me was the scar your sister gave you. Yeah, she pushed me down, but she didn't tell me that nobody loved me. <laughs> <laughs> she just showed you that nobody loved you. She pushed me down <laughs> while saying, I love you. <laughs> so uh, even though I was in pain, I knew that I was loved. <laughs> um, so Robin goes inside the building and immediately regrets the decision. Yeah, she's just running around and she's not even like, I don't even know if she knows the game that's being played. No. She just hears people yelling about a killer killer's coming. coming. Killer is coming. And all of the kids start ganging upon her, and she runs through the rooms, through the halls, through the window. All the way through the window. Yeah. Yeah, they back her through that. She falls on top of a building or a cellar door. I can't even tell. It's like a large mirror. I think a large mirror falls on top of her. I think she falls no. onto like an actual door. No, she falls onto a mirror. Does she? Yeah. I guess that makes like sense that. why the glass is I mean, the is building is abandoned and it's either being renoed or demoed. I don't know. There's a lot of like, it looks like the inside of a Habitat for Humanity restore right now. Yeah. Okay. That's true. So well, either way, she falls on something. Yeah. So she falls out there. They are immediately like, 
okay, we will never talk about this ever again. We will be in so much trouble. Kevin Williamson taking furious notes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh. <laughs> yep. And um, then for whatever reason, the scene is overkill. And then all of a sudden you see a window fall from up top. And then it lands right on top of the girl, Robin. And it looks like well, it we cuts think her. It- Run, lands right on top of her. We just see it falling, and then we cut to Robin with a gash in her throat. Yeah. Um. And then this opening scene still isn't over, because then we have to cut to Leslie Nielsen. Well, even before then, you, there's somebody standing over her too. Yeah. You see the shit, the silhouette of somebody there. Okay. And then yes, Leslie Nielsen. He's he's standing in the house, which I don't know why he's allowed in an active crime scene. I because um, at first I thought this was later, and he was like revisiting the crime scene like mournfully. I thought he was like a, a detective or like a cop or something. I didn't realize he was the principal See, slash their dad. <laughs> slash the dad. Yeah, yeah, and I only knew that because like I had pulled up the IMDb and started getting some of the background beforehand, and that's the only reason I knew that because I probably would have made the same assumption. Yeah, I mean, but, it's just weird. Yeah, so he's standing there in the dark house as the first responders are taking his daughter's body away and he's over like he's replaying this words from the detective in his mind saying oh oh, it was probably a sexually motivated assault and she fought back robin is fucking 10 dude yeah and you're uh... guessing Wild ass guessing, telling the grieving father that not only was your daughter murdered, she might have been raped beforehand. Yeah, she fell out of a window, so clearly there was something sexual that happened here. Like, what the fuck is that leap of? Well, yeah, I, I, I just, it's this strange. Is lazy policing at its finest, because they're like, oh well, there's a pedophile that lives near here. It's probably him, right? Yeah, case like, closed. Yeah, yeah done. Totally We're that. over it. All right, we've been meaning to get him for a while now, so we'll just go ahead and fuck yeah, him up now. Yeah, we'll call it the the police or. <laughs> we're police we're working yeah this police work <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. so yeah she, he, it shows him breaking the news to the family and then six years later yeah they are visiting the grave and the mother lays flowers and kim played by jamie lee curtis she lays a flower um, they've all aged so much except yes. for leslie nielsen <laughs> alex has no flowers um neither does leslie nielsen who says it's really time for us to go uh, <laughs> which this is early 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 in the morning like what time does school start in canada i don't really know because they are all dressed in their anniversary of the death finest mm-hmm. then they go back to the house change for breakfast uh, Kim and Alex have time to talk about the prom again with the grand tradition of waiting until the last minute to get a date because prom is that night. And Kim's like, hey, Alex, you want to take my friend Jude? And he goes, ew, Jude. And I'm like, she's act- like her haircut's unfortunate, but the rest of her's pretty good looking. Yeah, she's pretty um, fine. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, Alex is, I don't know. Yeah, anyway, Alex, I. I- I don't think you should be judging people too hard. Well, I mean, he's DJing too, so he's not—he's not, not going <laughs> to have a date. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, the two of them plus their dad go to school because he's the principal. Hmm. Uh, really putting the pal in principal. <laughs> Uh, they show up at school, and uh, Kim comments on the creepy groundskeeper that's Mr. there. Mr. Sykes. Yeah, she's like, we're all afraid of him. And he's like, ah, ah, 
(laughs) (laughs) That's a good joke, Kim. Yeah. (laughs) He's creepy, all right. And then he is just doing his best to look as creepy as possible. Uh, They always choose the people with the unfortunate hair because, you know, obviously that 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 makes them creepy. And the actor clearly has a nice head of hair. Yeah, I mean, it's fine. But they just like they comb it over in a very specific like and they make make it it stringy. So that way he looks and they and they're like, hey, can you mouth breathe and also give yourself an underbite? So he's like, there you go. Yeah. Mess up your hair a little bit. Yeah. Get some glasses. Yeah. Hunch Boom. over a little yeah. bit. You know, we're going to give you like a scythe because, you know, you're you're the school groundskeeper, but you got to have something menacing. Uh, he doesn't a, have a scythe. He's got a hedge trimmer. <laughs> he's got a hedge trimmer. An electric oh, yeah. hedge trimmer. That is, yeah, yeah. You're, you've made the same comment because it was in my head too. It was like pieces. You <laughs> yeah, we wanted pieces. to be the groundskeeper from pieces. It just pop up and he's Fucking like, got his like Popeye. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I always think of Popeye the Sailor whenever yeah, I see that Yeah, it's not dude. Popeye. It's his, I forget the dude's name, but like his rival in Popeye. Yeah, what is his name? Fuck it. Yeah. Who knows? Uh, <laughs> so it's not Popeye. It's, he kind of Bl- looks like. Bluto. Bluto. Yes, yes. There we go. Okay. Uh, <laughs> that's, but that's what I expected to look up. But that's not what happened. <laughs> yeah. uh, okay, now we begin the really creepy phone yeah. calls, which I love the way that this is shot because it's like somebody using a rotary phone. Yes. And then they're just like tapping a pencil. Back in the day, I believe they were just called phones. Telephones. <laughs> yes, they were. <laughs> um, yeah, so first to get a call is Jude. And she's... I wrote down what they said Okay. each time. What do you um, say? Jude, can you come out to play tonight? You gotta do the voice. Okay. How's he do it? Jude, can you come out to play tonight? And she hangs up the phone, and her mom's like, who is that? She goes, an obscene phone call, and not very obscene at that. What the the fuck does that mean, Jude? Try harder next time. (laughs) I'm not even creeped out at all. (laughs) I'm not creeped out or aroused. Like, I should be one or the other after I hang up the phone. I mean, she's the one that gets picked up by a guy in a van later. She's kind of (laughs) into the whole being creeped out thing, I think. Well, yeah. Well, that immediately happens after this because she's walking (laughs) to the bus stop and this kid that surely is not legally old enough to drive Pulls up beside her in a panel van. Who the fuck is this guy? And he calls himself. He said, they call me Slick. Nobody does. He's trying to make that stick. Um, Nobody calls him Slick. His name is Seymour Crane. Right? Like nobody. Just call me Slick. Nobody meets a person. A, named Seymour. B, that looks and acts like (laughs) Seymour and is like, I'm going to call you Slick. (laughs) What are you going to say? One named Seymour, two named Seymour Crane. <laughs> yeah. Is it bad that I really want it to be like a pun name, like Seymour Butts? I wish it was. <laughs> yeah. And this guy is also kind of, you know, what? How does, how does he manage to pick up Jude? I don't know. Because Jude is really desperate for a prom date. Her, she has been brainwashed by society to think that her worth is only tied to being able to attract a man. And this he doesn't really, have a prom date. He's really creepy about his approach, too. He just yeah. like pulls up. He's like, yeah, give pretty ladies rides. Baby. And he is the first of like five people to curb his vehicle, by the way. Yeah. Um, it's it's a theme throughout this movie. I don't think any of the actors were actual licensed drivers. I think every time you see somebody drive, alcohol is involved, especially Lou. He's like straight up down in bottles. Of oh, yeah. Daniels well, that's later. explicit. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so she 
gets in the car. Like, she gets in the car with him. Jude, no. Like, no. Nice. And I'm sure, I wonder if she was like sizing him up being like, if he tried to take me, I could probably pop one real quick and get out. This man doesn't look like he would put up a good fight. I think she could take him. But he also looks like the type that probably disabled the handle from the inside of the passenger door. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> I, it's not the van that I would get in. It's not the man I would get in. <laughs> okay. <laughs> anyway, on to Kelly. <laughs> Kelly, whose style has evolved very minimally from when she was a child because now she's dressed like school teacher Barbie. <laughs> um, <laughs> what, did, what did her call say? Kelly, it's been a long time. Do the voice. This is my voice. What is the voice? I, I don't. Did I do it right the first time? A little bit. Kelly. Kelly. It's been it's been a long time, Kelly. Tonight it's my turn. (laughs) That's the voice. Um so she's spooked because again, like she is she is a field mouse. She is afraid of her own shadow. Mm. Uh she is constantly quivering. Yes. So she She thinks it's Drew. Yeah. Uh she's like looking for him and he pops up behind her and he's like trying to put the moves on her like he is the horniest horn dog dude he's so aggressively horny yes. it's just like he's pinning her up he's trying to kiss her and she's clearly not she's into like, it she's like i'm wearing a mid calf mid calf length pencil skirt this is not easy access clothing for a not easy access woman mm-hmm. work for it Andrew. The weird thing is, like, she is fighting him off so hard, and then later on, she's like, I think I'm going to let him. <laughs> like, I like what way. is that? I love the wording. <laughs> it gives away so much to you. Like, I think I'm going to let him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Maybe the, I think that she's, like, into him. I think she is curious about, you know, yeah, but exploring she, that whole thing. You know, if she hadn't died, I would really hope that she would just find, like, a man that is, like, actually kind to her and moves at her own pace and makes her feel secure and safe yeah she felt super rushed yeah for sure because that's all he's wanted the whole time they've been together is sex mm, yep uh we go to nick and his dad um his dad is so over his fucking shit <laughs> nick's calls my uh, favorite because it's he just, it just ignores it yeah <laughs> and his dad's like aren't you gonna answer that he goes nah it's just wendy trying to convince me to go to prom with her and he's like i thought you broke up with her he goes yeah but she didn't agree <laughs> um and he's like aren't you going with the principal's daughter and he said yeah and the dad's like man i wish i had your lady problems so now we go to the detective. Before we get to Wendy, I'm a little bit annoyed that we didn't get Wendy first because it just it. We, yeah, with all the calls, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like uh, we know way. one more is coming. Like, yeah. get that out of the way and then go to the detective. But anyway, we get the detective having a flashback, saying that uh, you know this must be Leonard Merch. Um, this feels so just injected into the movie just to like give a potential yeah. suspect for who would be killing. And it's not even tied to anything yet. Yeah. Except and, for like his speculation from the beginning of the movie. Yeah. And the doctor is saying like, well, if your men hadn't chased him so aggressively, he might not have crashed and wouldn't be in a coma with severe uh, disfigurement. So we get a lot of exposition in this flashback. Um, I think that they're trying to set up a whole Michael Myers 
luminous scenario here. Oh my God, you're right. I mean, this is like Michael is like he's a mental patient. He yeah. escaped and he kidnapped the nurse. I mean, that's kind mm-hmm. of what happened with Michael. He tried to drive with her in the car, but she got out in time. Um, and then Doctor uh, Fuck, what's his name? Fairchild. Doctor Fuck, yeah. Doctor Fuck, what's his name? <laughs> Doctor Fairchild is the luminous in this because he's his uh his uh doctor. Yeah. It's therapist. Ah, yeah. Mm. Ah. Hmm. But yeah, so the lieutenant, he's a lieutenant now, and I passive aggressively called him detective in the rest of my notes because he just rubbed me the wrong way. I thought he was detective for the long time until he was lieutenant. I was like, fuck, now I have to remember how to spell lieutenant. LT dot. That's what I started doing. <laughs> I gave it one. Give it the old college try one. So if you're reading our, our notes later, you can see my attempt at <laughs> grading my paper. <laughs> um. So yeah, the... Uh, they learned that as of tonight, he somehow escaped, even though up until now, I thought he was like in a coma. Again, like you said, pulling a Michael Myers. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he stole a vehicle and a nurse. Yep. Stole her. Um, so Wendy gets her creepy call. And her says, do you like to play games? What is, what is this? Do you like to play games? Um, and she's like, Lou, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And just told him. Um, and then she's rude to, I have to assume it's her grandma. <clears throat> like this woman's too old to be her mom. I mean, people have been, I went to school with somebody that had a very old mom. Some, just, some people have kids at a late point in their life. I just, I don't <clears throat> know. She gives up grandmother energy. She kind of does. I mean, she just. And maybe that's has, why Wendy's got these severe emotional problems. It's possible, but she had yeah, she doesn't show any respect for her. Yeah, because she's like, "Are you gonna be home for dinner?" She's like, "Why would I know that?" Yeah, okay. Calm and down, Wendy. And then she takes her little sports car and curbs it curbs on the way it. out. I gotta say though, I I did chuckle every time that she was this out of nowhere aggressive to <laughs> so her mom. Aggressive, just like. I love you, Wendy. Fuck off. <laughs> just like, God damn, man. Chill out. I know you killed a kid accidentally, but like. <laughs> Jude tells Vicky and Kim that she's going to prom with Slick. And they don't know who that is, and I don't they're think. they're like, okay, cool. That's why you missed the bus? Like, is this guy, like, is, is he registered somewhere? Like, is he? Maybe I couldn't open the door. Um, <laughs> and then they pass by Lou, who's a jerk. Um, Lou is like, he just imagine a Neanderthal with... Um, Worse hair. With a big old unibrow. Uh, I think he's wearing a leather jacket. He's like a slicker. Not a slicker. Like a, you know, like, you know, like, greaser. Greaser is what I'm thinking of. What? Swicker is the thing from I Know What You Did Last Summer. Jacket. Yeah. yeah, the big jacket. I was thinking of Greaser. Don't look at me like that. They also pass by Nick in the hallway, and Wendy's up talking to him, and she kisses him in front of Kim. Um, but Kim's like, oh, it doesn't matter. We're in love. Yeah, she's like so not bothered by yeah. her boyfriend getting kissed by his ex. <laughs> it's kind of weird. Um. We cut to the detective and the doctor for whatever reason at a crime scene. The nurse is found at the old building. Um, they're like, well, his facial scarring will give him away, so he can't exactly uh, sneak around town super easily. Yeah. And um, 
okay. This is um. This is like where they're like kind of setting up the whole Loomis thing. I thought I do like to think though, because like they they find the body there, and one of the cops says, "Yeah, I call it the meat wagon." Is that the term for like the coroner? Yeah, the Emmy's vehicle. I think usually. Okay, the, I think the, sometimes it's an. I think it's usually like whatever vehicle is transporting a dead body. Still, to call it a meat wagon, though. Very disrespectful. Very disrespectful. The only yeah. thing he's missing is like a donut to show how unaffected by death he is at this point. <laughs> yeah, but then they find a glass shard. And they're like, it's ah, blood. that's got to mean something since there's no other glass shards in this abandoned building. It's got blood on it, though, doesn't it? Or does it? I don't know. It's got I feel like it would have to because, like, I mean, it's next to the dead body. Either way. Dr. Fairchild's there, and he convinces the detective not to inform the uh, the community because he doesn't want to cause any hysteria, chaos. He's like, we'll capture him tonight. Yeah. So Kim walks into where the prom will be and checks out the dance floor, and then she starts practicing some of her dancing. Get a little preview of what's to come later. (laughs) Yes. Um, And Wendy pops up, and they have like their whole like mean girl, good girl back and forth. Um, and according to IMDb, the line, the it's not who you come with, it's who you go home with, apparently that's in all of the prom night movies. Oh, is it really? Apparently. I can see um, Mary Lou saying that. In oh, absolutely. Yeah. I'm pretty sure she says that in the beginning before she's burned to death. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's kind of like, like that. Like to yeah. her boyfriend. Yeah, it is, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, yeah. Yep. We then cut to somebody tearing pictures out of the yearbook whereas partypingu.com calls it id cards id cards um, <laughs> yeah here's your badge card <laughs> uh lou sneaks up behind kim in the cafeteria and full-on assaults her wearing like he, a mask yeah he grabs her and kisses her and won't let go of her when she's pushing him off and alex like a little tack dog comes running and bites her and you know what i'm cheering for alex in this moment I thought like, you said bites. <laughs> like, <yeah>. Bites. <laughs> yeah, he like straight up, he can fight. Yeah. Which is impressive. He, it's like a two on one. And you know that scene in the first Spider-Man movie when he is like discovering his powers and like Flash is punching him and he's like dodging punches. He's like, whoa, what's yeah. happening? Yeah, I mean, that's Alex right here. He's just fucking like slapping him around. Yeah. And of course, uh, the school system also believes in zero tolerance. So they both get taken to the principal's office. Even though some of Lou's cronies were in on the uh, fighting too. Yeah. So I was like, who is this blonde man fighting also? <laughs> yeah. And I love how like the, the principal is uh, Alex's dad. And then he's <laughs> and like, all right, Lou, what do you think? I'm going to play favorites with my son here because I love him. You're then, right. Yeah, he's like, I absolutely will go <laughs> yeah. easier on him. His sister died at a young age. And as a result, his mother and I have been emotionally distanced and have probably stunted his social growth. <laughs> also, you've been a piece of shit this entire time. I hate you. You're expelled. <laughs> Except I think it just gets suspended. Yeah, indefinitely. <laughs> yeah, indefinitely. <laughs> but that apparently doesn't apply to Brom. And then Lou is like, he doesn't even put up a fight. He's like, eh, okay. He's like, I never went to class anyway. I, I just hung out in the hallways in the cafeteria. I just love how upfront, though, he is about the corruption. <laughs> He's like, like, yes, the, the absolutely. I'm going to play yeah. favorites to my son. Yep, fuck you. I love him. That's my boy. Because he, like, what do you hear? What he does, he asks Lou his side of the story, and he goes, I was just messing around. And then all of a sudden, he sucker punches me. And then he goes, Alex, honey, baby, 
Alex Lee, is this true? And Lou goes, I knew you'd play favorites. Yeah, Alex doesn't even say anything. <laughs> He's just staring the entire time. Um, so Nick and Kim are going for a walk. It is still not the end of the day. It is still not the end of the school day. No. It is maybe still lunchtime. <laughs> Wait, okay. Before this though, detective the detective or lieutenant, I don't know what he was at this point, but he was giving a very Loomis monologue, like I, an inner monologue here. Do you remember that? I wrote nothing down <clears> about <throat> it. I wrote it down because of how similar it sounded to something that Loomis would say. And it's talking about the uh, guy, Merch, that is escaped, and he's our Michael Myers of this movie. I, I want to see what the fuck this guy, I want to know what his shit was, right? Yeah. Like, it sounds like he has an interesting movie going on right now, too. Yeah. Like, he's actually done some <laughs> shit, just not of what he's being accused he's of. He's hijacked a car. He's <laughs> kidnapped a person. He's killed somebody. He's escaped from a mental institution. Like, that's a pretty sweet movie going on over yeah. there. <laughs> Meanwhile, we're watching people get ready for prom. Well, yeah, we're watching <laughs> cat fights. Yeah. <laughs> um... So Nick and Kim are going for a walk. It's the anniversary of Robin's death. Kim refers to it as Robin's day. Um, <laughs> a holiday. <laughs> well, like, here's the thing, and I've seen this happen in real life, too, is that when a child dies, especially when they die tragically young, it forever changes the dynamics of the family. Oh, I'm sure. Um, which absolutely makes sense, but it is always kind of hard to see what the living children are going through in those situations because every single event that they have for the rest of their lives is overshadowed by the thought of, oh, man, your sister or brother isn't here to see this. Yeah. It really sucks. It's really traumatic to think about the fact that they're not here for this. They're not going to have this moment for themselves. And it's really awful. And you can't fault the parents for thinking that way. But it also, like, it kind of messes up the kids that are alive because... They can't enjoy Everything their is overshadowed by that. Yeah. And I'm not saying this in a way to denigrate what the parents are going through. They're dealing with their own grief. And there's, like, it's a lose-lose-lose situation. Like, there's... It sucks for the surviving kids because they are dealing with their own grief of losing their sibling, but they are also, in some ways, losing what their lives would have been. Yeah, it's just tragic. It's tragic you know? all around. And there's yeah, nothing and you can do about it. It's absolutely awful. And I do think that's one of those things that this movie does well is it kind of like hints at that. Like the fact that they refer to it as Robin's Day. And yeah. like later we'll see how completely detached from everything that's going on um, Mrs. Hammond is like she yeah. doesn't care that her daughter's been crowned prom queen and that they're supposed to be there to like see this processional thing like the dad is trying to be there for stuff but like he is trying to keep his wife together yeah and it's often like it's having, a rough dynamic yeah like it's just it's rough and it's tragic and there's like it's like would you do any better in this situation hard to say because it's fucking unimaginable situation yeah but you're right the movie does a good job yeah at least getting that across and not forgetting about that i feel like yeah. a lot of movies kind of flip that stuff like okay this is like the birth of a killer and it does nothing else to the characters but yes. like here it actually had an impact yeah it has like an emotional maturity to it in a way that you don't necessarily see in a lot of slashers and yeah. for a movie that doesn't have a ton of emotional maturity the fact that they got these types of dynamics right is pretty impressive david gordon green saw this movie he's like all right <laughs> trauma get, don't worry trauma? I'll, family I'll trauma too. generational trauma yeah. okay okay got it trauma and then Ari Aster said, I, I see you and I raise you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Um, yeah. And but, I know yeah. I have that they exchange love yous. <laughs> I, love just, you. I just really, they love. <laughs> <laughs> they love. Um, Nick almost confesses to, he's like, I just want you to know, I was really affected by your sister's death um, for several years. And like after every other word he says, he gets like, flashing back to Robin, just yeah. like falling through the window. It's just images of that being overlaid of the scene that's happening here. It's kind of funny to me just watching it because it's so ridiculous to see. Like, Because you're like, is he saying this stuff out loud? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's like looking at her, thinking about killing her sister. He's like, I love you. <laughs> like it's just so strange to me uh, i murdered your sister <laughs> i mean i love you <laughs> whoa that's a freudian slip whoa, yeah. my bad <laughs> i didn't i didn't mean uh, you, that you were talking about your sister uh, and i yeah. was thinking about loving you and i love your sister <laughs> <laughs> Shit. And she's like that's not better yeah. <laughs> wendy gives lou a ride she takes him to a drive-in and offers to pay for him, and he orders like five meals in one. And then he's like, and she'll have the same. And she goes, no, <laughs> yeah. I'll have a small Diet Coke. And for some reason, the server is annoyed by that. Yeah, he ordered a <laughs> meal for an entire family, and she's like, oh, but, and you're just getting a Coke? Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, basically, she's um, hitting on Lou and trying to convince him to... She's not really hitting on him. She's just using him. Well, yeah, that's what I mean. Like, she's using him. She's giving him the thought that he has a chance. Oh, yeah. If he, like, pulls some prank. Very Carrie, like, oh, let's, uh, let's make sure that her crowning moment is one she won't forget. Like, we never find out what she had planned. Oh, yeah, we do. Do we? Yeah, they were supposed to swap. They is not... That- he knocked out Nick, and he was going to be prom king, and then she was supposed to take out um, Kim and be the prom queen. Because, like, whenever whenever Wendy doesn't show up, he's like, well, I guess I'll just have another date, and then, you okay. know, because, like, the whole po- uh, point of that whole thing was for them to knock them out, and then they're like, nope, we're the prom king and queens. Again, R.L. Stein, man. This is some fear street shit. That's the worst you can come up with? Come on, Wendy, you're a psychopath. Well, it is physical harm. Like, they're, like, attacking and tying them up, and they're just, like, in the back room. There is something to it. It's not just as simple as, like, ha-ha, I'm the king. (laughs) You know. Kelly tells Kim that she might let Drew do it. I might let him. (laughs) Might let him. (laughs) And uh, Jude and Vicky are like, "Eh, it's just, like, a shot. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) Um, as they're cleaning up because this is after gym class because I cannot emphasize enough that this is still the same day it's not even 3 o'clock yet because the gym teacher told Kim to be ready at 3.15 for their rehearsal this is the longest fucking day ever Yep. Um, I feel like we're watching this movie in real time (laughs) yeah it kind of feels like it sometimes Um, so they're in the locker room changing after gym class and the mirror shatters and so Kelly and Kim are looking around to figure out who shattered it, and they walk outside half naked on school grounds. Yeah, like it's Jamie fine. and Kim is like full on she has ultra no pants. Yeah, her shirt's just open. You just yeah. see her bra. Like, damn. Kelly has no pants on. Yeah, this is the most naked she's ever been until later tonight. We also completely skipped over the scene of who I don't know who it was, but somebody moons the creepy groundskeeper, and they think it's like a prank, like "ha ha, you're creepy." But like to him, it's like, "oh shit, I'm gonna continue being creepy." Yeah, if you're gonna moon me because of it. 
Oh, cool. I get lady butt if I just jut out my lower jaw. Okay. Like I, <laughs> I wish like his jaw would have went out just a little bit further. <laughs> like he's Bruce Campbell <laughs> by the end of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um. Here's my next favorite part. Okay. The part where they're getting ready to, uh, they're setting up the prom and they're talking to a guy and the captions just say inaudible anytime he talks. This, yeah, the captions have no clue what the fuck this guy is saying. Ever. I don't know who this is, but it plays a lot like along the lines of something like this. Hey, Mark, uh, what are we doing? Um, inaudible. Inaudible. <laughs> it's like, well, oh, okay, like, I'll go do that. Even later when he is announcing them, like during the actual prom, it says inaudible. Yeah, like, like, during certain parts, it's like, and the prom king. Gang, blah, 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 yeah. <laughs> like, it's just so strange, but mm. I think it's hilarious. And because Alex is the DJ and he's there setting up, um, the gym teacher makes him come down there and stand in as the principal. Oh, yeah. And she's <laughs> like, all right, now kiss the prom queen, which is this a thing that would happen if the prom queen wasn't the principal's daughter? Please say no. <laughs> I hope not i hope that <laughs> they wouldn't force this on her i hope that it's not even normally the principal down there and normally it's the father of the prom queen down there but they're just <laughs> yeah. saying principal because that's their boss but like the, the thing is they're still make like you don't actually have to play this out but they're like alex kiss her and he's like that's like, my sister and yeah. she goes on the cheek so he does and then she goes and now the prom king and nick goes on the lips. <laughs> <laughs> on the lips, yeah. Which I like how like for a minute there they're like in the king. He there's like a about it. there's like an actual silence. They're like, are they gonna kiss? They're like, <laughs> like making eyes at each other, and then the PE teacher sees what's happening, and she's like, it's 1980. This will never be allowed. No, it's a handshake. <laughs> yeah, the janitor's the, uh, cleaning yeah. up the glass yeah. that shattered in the locker room, and he kind of looks at the glass pieces for a minute, but then he puts them in a box. Yes. Uh, uh, Kim. Oh, by is the way, walking. Sorry, back whenever it first when the girls were investigating a, a shard of glass. Yeah. yeah, did we say that? Um, I don't know. Okay, you got, that's important. That's the killer's weapon here. You got very distracted by an audible man. An audible man. So Kim is walking around the school with a stack of books, and there's a Cosmo on top, and it's wide open, and it's so confusing to me because it's not even like wide open and folded over to the page she's on like it's just wide open like she was reading it as she was walking and then like yeah. slammed her books up against her chest it's so weird <laughs> jude finds a photo of herself plus the shard of glass in her locker kelly and wendy had also found their photos or id badges if you will yes um in their <laughs> lockers also so they're like whoa what <laughs> The police are searching for Leonard Merch. Search Blue, for Merch is on. Blue Volkswagen. You know that would be like the true crime podcast for him. The search for Merch. Search for Merch. Dude, yes, it would be. <laughs> Get um, your Merch Merch. <laughs> <laughs> so Wendy asks Lou if it's all set. <clears throat> Mrs. Hammond is not super invested in everything that's happening tonight. Um, but Alex, like... You can tell that Kim and Alex have really leaned on each other through all of this. They've been each other's biggest supports. And he's like hyping her up. Yeah, that's I, yeah, I have it written down. Like they're hyping each other up for prom. Yeah, yeah, it's really nice to see and honestly makes the end of this movie that much worse. Yeah, it does. Yeah. So Lou picks up Wendy. Wendy looks fucking hot, man. I'm just going to say it. That dress is amazing. Wendy's looking good. They're all looking good. Honestly, yeah. All of them. I I love um, Kim 10 times more when she takes off that like 
gauzy over wrap thing i don't yeah. like that but when she takes it off it like it looks really nice it was just too much fabric all at once mm. and very unnecessary in may you know what i mean i'll take your word for it i just think it is <laughs> so he picks her up his bros are in the back seat the Lou crew the Lou crew nice <laughs> um they're all drinking from a bottle of jack daniels um which i think it's real i need to start paying attention because i feel like jack daniels is always the go-to but i wonder if they always have like the real jack daniels label on or if they just put some bullshit and everybody's brains just immediately goes that's the jack daniels logo because it's I think, so iconic i think i looked at it it looked like the actual <laughs> like an actual bottle like what if it's a john daniels or something john daniels yeah. <laughs> um but yeah and he's like wearing jeans and a t-shirt and she goes like where's your suit he goes it's in the truck it's fine have some bourbon my favorite thing about this though is when he puts on his suit later it's just just the jacket, jacket. he's still got his white t-shirt on and he's got the bow tie on his neck it's just like there's nothing it's just all skin but the bow tie is on the neck <laughs> he said uh i'll see you in the loved ones in 28 years <laughs> <laughs> so the doors are all chained around the school as you do for prom <laughs> as you do for prom <laughs> Um, and then we've got 20 minutes of disco. Oh, my. Oh, bo, bo, bo. That was, it's like, it's boogie central there. That was my note for this whole part is doors chained disco. <laughs> like seriously, like it, I think we get like 10 minutes full of dancing. Yeah. Like what happens is like, um, the cast was like just having an actual party. It, and shout like out it. to the one guy who is in the background of every single scene and fucking killing it with his dance moves in every single scene. I didn't scene. notice that. Oh my God. He has such attention. high energy the whole time. I noticed him the first time he was on screen and every single time after that. He's See, just like in the background. Going, do, 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 do. <laughs> when I was watching, like when this scene first started, I was thinking to myself, it would be really cool if they had like the band from um, The Prowler. Like they oh just my had God. like an actual band just playing there. But then we get the dance scene. So like what happens is like um, Kim is dancing with her dad and then all of a sudden Wendy shows up. So then she's like, OK, Nick, we got to go show them up. Can I just say what fucking idiots we are for not having The Prowler in this month's lineup? It's not a prom though. It's like a kind of. it's like a military ball. You know what though? Maybe we should just make prom month an annual thing. Maybe we can do it next year. We can do the prowler in July because it's like a Fourth of July prom or a dance ball. Don't take this away from me. Uh, what? Just making prom? <laughs> okay, I mean Texas Chainsaw Massacre Next Generation's another prom movie. <laughs> we got a couple. Of them. And Mary Lou, okay, maybe we'll do that. I don't know. Okay, either way. So, uh, yeah, they're like, okay, we got to show Wendy up. So they yeah. clear the dance Wait, floor. Wait, hold on. There's a few things I need to talk about before this happens. Okay. Um, the detective's there. Oh, I think yes. I don't think it has anything to do with the fact that Merch is loose. I think he was stationed there that night anyway because it's a bunch of teenagers and they have to have, like, somebody on patrol around you the area. normally have the lieutenant staged at the prom well i think i think he scheduled himself like he swapped with whoever was supposed to be there based on it um but i think there would have been a cop there anyway probably yeah um but he's wearing the exact same like daytime suit he was wearing throughout the whole day Uh but he added a little boutonniere so (laughs) it seemed more legit um kim and her dad are dancing first and it is nice that he's at least dancing. And he's like, sorry, I was running a little late. Your mom 
very emotional. Yes. Um, I had to take her for a walk to calm yeah. her down. Which I get she, it. Does it's she work the, at the school too? I get the impression I she does. I, I, she was uh, at the school before too as like a teacher, I thought. I have no clue. I feel like she spends a lot of her days on like Valium or Xanax these days. She's, and... I don't even think, do we even ever hear her speak? A couple times. Do we? Yeah. Okay. It's very, very rare. Yeah. It's like when Kim is getting ready for the prom and her mom is just like, have you seen my lipstick? My lipstick's missing. I don't know where my lipstick is. Oh, you look nice. Oh, okay. Classic lines such as. Yeah. <laughs> um. So Kim and her dad are dancing and they're having a moment. She's just like, you know, let's just have fun tonight. Like as much fun as we can, we can given what day it is and everything. Um, cause like, and Kim had even mentioned this would have also been Robin's first prom. So like, it's just, it's so bittersweet for all of them. Yeah. Like, and you can tell it's like weighing heavily on her in walks Wendy and Kim immediately goes, hold on dad. And I thought dad would be like, Lou, what part of suspended? Did you not understand? This is why you're an idiot and are 20 years old in the 12th grade. Um, <sighs> But that's not what happens. Instead, Kim runs against Nick and she's like, they're here. We need to show them up. And then they dance. For 10 minutes. <laughs> and I love how throughout this, Wendy looks pissed off, but Lou is actually enjoying the dance. He's oh, like, Lou shit. is into it. Yeah, he's smiling. He's and like, like, I picked the wrong girl. <laughs> yeah, like, damn, this is awesome. <laughs> maybe Lou is actually the one that killed Wendy, so that way he would have an excuse to just stay with <laughs> Yeah, him. maybe, yeah. Um. So Kelly briefly talks to her girls in the bathroom saying she's nervous about it. Um, but then she's in the locker room and Drew has like removed part of her dress and she's just like, I'm just, I'm not fucking ready for this. She's like, I do not want to. I'm not ready. Can we not do this right now? And he goes, I'll go find somebody who will. Yep. And then she's just like sitting there crying half naked on her prom night in a locker room. And then he rips the flower off of his yeah. shirt and just throws it on the floor dramatically. Like, fuck you and I then it just, shows him actually pick up another curl instantly yeah i just feel so bad for her like yeah and then she and immediately you, dies props <laughs> to this actress because you can see like her heartbreak in her eyes in yeah. this moment it's like ralph wiggum like if the, you pause yeah. right here you can see <laughs> the exact moment her heart breaks yeah all, all i could think this entire time is like damn this is a tragic way to go because as soon as that happens the killer sneaks up behind her and takes the glass shard and just slits her throat yeah and it's like okay i'm dying after like Having that emotional trauma happen, I am partially naked right now, and my throat's getting slit. She's getting the quote-unquote slutty death without even being the quote-unquote slut. She really is, yeah. It's it's kind of strange. You would think it would have been Jude. <laughs> um, but speaking of stereotypes, um, the nerdy girl and the fat boy are getting it on. Damn, man. <laughs> yeah, they are like a feisty little bunch right here. They're, um, they're, the vans are rocking. Yeah, they're going so hard that he breaks his glasses. I think he just sat on him afterwards. Like, oh, <laughs> damn it. So he gets Why'd out. you make him sound like Franklin? Uh, Sally! <laughs> <laughs> I broke my glasses. <laughs> <laughs> so he, uh, as Franklin did, he had to go out of the van to go pee. <laughs> so, um, but as he's peeing, they're like, um, you want to go, um, let's go do it. On over. the bluffs. And the thing is, like, the bluffs are like, 10 feet away. Yeah. And they're like, they go over there and then they go and they lay out the blanket all nice and neat. 
And then Slick's like, I want to get high. He's like, oh, I need a joint. And she's like, yeah, you do. The whole time, there's been shots of like stalking going on too. But like, why was all of this necessary? Because it's like, let's go fuck over here. Oh, wait, I need to go get a joint. So I'm back over here. I don't know, but I was so against this couple at the beginning. And now I'm kind of like sad that they're both getting murdered. Uh, I could take or leave Slick. I like Jude, though. Jude's cool. <laughs> um, so, yeah, they get back into the van, and he's got, like, a fucking textbook full of joints. Yeah. No. So many joints. He took the Dewey and Scream 3 approach to <laughs> storing his joints. He took the Gail Weathers book and just carved it out Except, and just stored them. And I it. made this point last night, but school textbooks are not usually, like, a you-keep-it situation. Like, you don't pay for them. They're given to you at the beginning of the school year and taken at the end of the school year. Yeah, unless you're a bad boy and keep them, you know. <laughs> um, so, yeah, like, they're there, and then all of a sudden, the back of the van doors pulled open, and uh, Jude is stabbed in the neck, and Slick goes into survival mode. Like, he's sad about Jude, but he's like, I need to survive, and so he's driving, and then the killer climbs into the van. And this is honestly where I get the first inkling that this could be Alex because the killer in this moment is really good at fighting. Really good at fighting, <laughs> super athletic. Yeah. He falls out of the van and catches himself on the passenger door and right? then strengths himself back into it and then causes um, Slick to wreck off of the cliff. Yeah, and he jumps out just in time. Yeah, and as you pointed out while we were watching the van the, the most combustible rocks in the as world as <laughs> soon as the front of the van made contact to a rock <laughs> just boom and then i looked into the kitchen yeah spoiler zoe was not in the room for any of this but she heard that explosion imagine that scene from it's always sunny where mac charlie and charlie and mac. lock eyes it was exactly <laughs> like that like i saw it's like explosions she's like explosions <laughs> we just hit, like we made a connection there it was a it was a nice explosion there. I wasn't expecting that from this movie, but <laughs> no. holy shit, he fucking exploded. <laughs> you can tell that like he was told he had to put in some gore and violence somewhere, so he picked a couple spots here and there. It feels very much like in grad school where they were like, You need more references. So I yeah. just feel like Johnson et al. here, Johnson et al. here. And then like, she'd be like, perfect, one hundred. <laughs> I like to think he was trying to think of just fun, like interesting. Like, okay, so they say you have to gore it up. Okay, so head cut off, stab, slick, exploded. Which <laughs> <laughs> just a fucking explode him, I guess. Um, so Wendy goes to the bathroom to touch up her makeup. She wants to borrow a stranger's mascara, and my eyeballs curled up inside <laughs> of my skull, and never wanted to come out again. Um, and we have such a long fucking chase scene with her. It's good though. It's, it's a good a, it is good because she's like a little biatch, so it's kind of nice to see her like properly terrified for a while. I, I think that this, the thing that this movie does well is cat and mouse. Yeah, because all of these scenes with the chases yeah. are pretty well done. So she like runs up to the science lab, and the killer leaves, and then she backs into a mannequin, and it startles her, and so he comes running in, and then she runs to the auto shop, um, and she's hiding in one of the cars there. And it's all good, except she's got on sequins. So the guy found her pretty easily. <laughs> That's how she screams, and she runs away. <coughs> and she goes up to the custodial closet, and she's got mascara smeared all around her eyes from all the crying and sweating, to which I pointed out that she apparently never needed that mascara in the first place. Um, 
And she's in there and she's doing fine. And she thinks that she may have actually gotten it. At no point did she think to run back into like a crowd with other people. Um, All of the doors were locked that she was trying to use. She, I think yes, she was But she never here. once went to the gym. No. The bathroom can't have been that far away from the gym. In fact, I would argue there was probably a bathroom in the gym. Probably. In the girl's change room, as the yeah. sign said earlier. Oh, yeah. The change room. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I want to get a sign for our bathroom that just says ladies' change room. Ladies' change room. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so she's hiding in this custodial closet, and she thinks that maybe she's made it, but we're hearing this dripping, and because we are not new to horror movies, we know that that means there's going to be a body here in a second. What did you think of the blood here? Oh, it's a paint. It's, it's very, fucking paint. Yeah, it's just bright red. It's bright red. red. It's super opaque. It's yeah. paint. Uh, <laughs> At first, I was like, oh, is she like in like the like the art building or whatever? Because like I thought it was paint just dripping. Yeah. And, and then like, it's actually Kelly's body. Yeah, some of your blood is bright red, but like her bo- her throat was slit from ear to ear. She would have um, both types of blood, so it would be darker than that. And it was a while ago, so it would have yeah. darkened. So, yeah, she hears the dripping. She looks over. Kelly's body falls at the exact right time. Yes. Because the killer, again, they are trying to set up that Michael Myers dynamic, but mm-hmm. they just split him into two, basically. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, that, that scares her. She can't she can't calm down after that. And, of course, that's that's how she ends up getting killed. She gets axed. Yep. Uh, then we get to the cops, and mm-hmm. uh, they tell the lieutenant that they caught merch. Yeah, which for a minute I thought maybe that like his detective was like in on it because he's like, I wanted to tell you myself, Captain. I don't know why I'm touching your thigh. I don't know like, either, but like damn. He did. Like, I that's wanted what they to tell did. you myself. <laughs> Whoa, different type of movie that's going on there. <laughs> hey, Lieutenant. I just wanted hey. to tell you. Is it okay if I call you Lieutenant? <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I caught the man. Yeah, he's like, I wanted to tell you myself that we caught him. He's like, ha, diggity dog. Um, <laughs> he does not like respond. He's like, hey. He's dude. like, now I can actually enjoy the prom, which is why I think that somebody <clears throat> would have been there anyway. Um, So a drunk Mr. Sykes is starting to get rowdy and he like pops into the prom as like some of the responsible adults around are trying to pull him back. Is Mr. Sykes the groundskeeper? Yes. Okay, yeah. Um, he's like, there's a killer on the loose. There's a killer on the loose. No, he's saying the game from the beginning of the movie. She oh. was loose. Oh, okay, okay. Which kind of is like, okay, is he the killer then? Mm. So yeah, so the detective is like, I'm going to take him to the back of the cop car. And the principal is like going with him because that's his employee. But now it's time for the processional. So they've got to like rearrange everything. And then this is where Lou tells his cronies. He's like, all right, Wendy, gone. I'm going to have Kim all to myself, so you guys go take care of Nick. Yeah. So one of them goes, I don't understand what they're trying to do to Kim because she would have gone out, like, wouldn't it have just made more sense for her to, like, walk out on, because she was on the opposite end. You know what I mean? They would have just walked out and she would have been like, you're not Nick. Like, why did anybody need to come get her? I don't know what they were doing because they kind of were gone after this. But yeah. I mean, the plan is because like because they are asking him, are you still going through with the wind? Like, where's Wendy? Like, are we going to do it? He's like, yeah, whatever. Like, I, I guess I'll just have Kim as my date instead then. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. So they he goes over there and he knocks out Nick. <laughs> yes. And gets his crown. Mm-hmm. And um, so they're standing there waiting to be announced as prom king and queen. But then a shadowy silhouette with an axe pops up behind him. 
and knocks off his head. I actually gasped when that happened. So this is really good because so the killer does that. It's a clean hit. And then the axe gets caught up in some of the cables. So the audio starts going haywire. Everybody out in the audience is like, huh, something weird is happening. Then the head rolls out. Head rolls. Head rolls um, right into the center of the stage. Right into the center of the stage. So everybody freaks out. They're all panicking. Kim is trying to run out. She realizes that Nick is nowhere to be seen. So she goes back to get him. He's conveniently um, concussed but alive. Yeah. And so he's like hobbling out. She's helping him. And the killer comes in. And they all fight for a minute. And it winds up with like the killer and Nick are on the ground. One, one of the things I don't, she could so easily step in there and help him, like kick him in the face. Well, she ends up grabbing the axe that yeah. got dropped and she hits the killer in the head. And when the killer stands up, she makes eye contact and she goes, oh no. Wait, okay. I think it's just so weird though. Cause like we go from like the axe getting Lou and then easily cutting off his head just so easily. And then it just like goes flying. And then she takes the axe and hits him in the face with it. And then he's like, oh, and like, it's, I feel like it's a more realistic take for him whenever he yeah. gets hit in the face. Cause it's just like, ow, that didn't kill me, but holy <laughs> shit, that's really, really hurt. <laughs> like, I'm probably gonna die, but it, like, and the killer. Yeah. So they, they make eye contact. I thought for a second here that this was going to be, cause I had forgotten. I, the, the movie sets it up so easily to be like, okay, it's going to be Alex. But like I was like, oh shit, is it actually Robin? Because like whenever I saw the ads, I was like, is that like <laughs> is that Robin? And then the killer just stumbles out in front of the school where and the, the cops and the ambulance and the whole school is out there watching. And the cops getting ready to shoot. She said, No, don't shoot, don't shoot. And she runs over and pulls off the mask. Well, like, why would they Alex. shoot in the first place? Like the person's not holding a weapon. They're clearly in a lot of pain. Just arrest them. But yeah, they take off the mask and it's Alex. This is where we get flashbacks to the night of Robin's death. After she'd fallen out of the window, Alex was right there and he killed her with a shard of glass. Yeah, it's uh, that is something that I didn't see coming. Like him being the one that killed her. Which makes it so confusing, this whole revenge scheme. Because yeah, these kids did think that they killed her. And they were perfectly okay living their lives with this. Um, but, like, why is the person getting revenge the person that did the actual murder? It's so weird because, like, uh, a thing that crossed my mind was, like, was he a kid and being stupid and thinking that he was mercy killing? <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't, I don't know, like, what his... <laughs> I did not know where that sentence was going, um, and I didn't expect that. Um yeah, like, it's just, it's so, I don't, I do not understand his motives. And again, the thing is, he's probably like, what, 15, 16? He probably doesn't know what his motives are. Yeah. It's just, oh my God. It's it's weird. And now Nick is relieved because now. Oh, he, shit. Yeah. Didn't do it. Yeah. He is relieved. <laughs> and also because, you know, Kim never found out the horrible truth about him. I think they... I think she would have died no matter what if nobody got her help. Yeah. But they could, Alex could have gotten help and yeah. saved her. Um, but yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that's just where the movie ends. Like, yeah. They're like, Alex okay. dies from the head wound. Yeah. And they take off the, 
mask and it looked like he put on lipstick was he like trying to be her i wonder if that was like his mom's lipstick because it went missing earlier maybe yeah i bet it was were they twins maybe maybe there's like a whole twin subplot thing because if they were it was never said yeah. i don't think I don't know. It's strange. It's a strange little movie. Yeah, that ending really kind of it confuses good... things. Some. I, I like it, but at I the same time, it's just it is kind of weird when you try and like. And the of... dad is such a good red herring for all of this, except for the fact that Leslie Nielsen <laughs> is like a fucking beast, like physically. Like a red herring. You think that he would have been the killer? I, yeah, because like he disappears at random times. He hasn't been processing him. his daughter's death. Like, I was thinking, oh, that would be great, except for the fact that he's, like, over six feet tall and the killer is clearly yeah, not that tall. Yeah, the frame didn't match at yeah. all. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that's the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, here's the thing. Yeah. Fix the pacing, and I love this movie. I agree. Don't call it a horror movie, and I love this movie. But in terms of, like, as a slasher, like, and knowing that's what it's ramping up to, it's just kind of a slog. But like when I look at it as a different genre, it's so much fun. But then we get to the killing and it's like, oh, well, this is a slasher. But then what was like that hour and change? At the, you know what I mean? Yeah, it needed something else. It yeah. needed something to draw it out longer. So, so like, yeah, it, 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 when it goes, it goes hard. Yes, which I, I love. I wish it was just at that level the whole time. That would be awesome. That would, I would love that. But I think I will give it a six because <clears throat> talking about it is a lot of fun. I agree. Um, but yeah, I think it just needs to be, it needs something more in the middle because yeah. the good parts of it are really good. It's really just like, even like a different edit of it or something might be good. Yeah. I mean, I think it's like, this may be a victim of, oh, your movie has to be a certain runtime. So they add all the stuff yeah. to try and pad it out. Well, and then also like all of the, um, you know, he wanted minimal gore. What if the distributor had stepped in earlier? Yeah, and like, hey, like, speed this thing up a little bit. Yeah. I don't know. But I'm glad that that person made those comments because I think that this would have been way worse had they not upped it up. Yeah. Uh, up the gore and the killing. Um, but I, th- I have a lot of fun talking about it, too. And that ending, like, the last half of this movie, not even half, the last quarter of this movie is so strong. It's just, yeah. it's fun. I, I think I'll make it like a six, seven, five. Six, seven, five. Yeah. Cool. Um, you couldn't have kept it easy math for me. <laughs> um, six point three, three, no, three, two, five. I thought you were about to do like a full calculator move in your head, like three repeating. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, that would just be like one third. Okay. Still, that's impressive that you did that in your head. Thank you. Oh, wait, no. It should be three, three, seven, five. That's what it is. Okay. 6.375 average. 6.375. Not bad. Um, We already said that Ta- or Zoe didn't watch this. Talia, she wanted to watch this. Like, she was very sleepy. She had her eyes. She's, she had a long day of barking at everything. Um, so she was very <laughs> exhausted. She uh, helped me mow the lawn, too. And so she was just jumpy, barky at everything. She's fully exhausted by the time we put this movie on. She did her best to try and watch it. Um, she sat straight up during the fight scene between Alex and Lou. Mm. <laughs> so she really liked that. Um, she felt that. She felt that anger in that moment. That's what um, she rated. I think she's going to rate this a six. Okay. Kind of in line with us. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's... Um, 
<clears throat> exactly how many um, barks she would have barked at Lou okay, during that yeah. fight. Um, so we didn't watch, obviously. <sighs> yeah. Um, okay. So our change, I think we both have the same change. Yeah, the, the pacing. Yeah. Who did you relate to, Travis? Um, I think um, of all the people here, I guess I kind of related to uh, to Alex when it comes to like the whole prom approach. I think that if it were me, if I could have been in like the DJ, I would have fucking DJed. Probably wouldn't have done the whole killing part. Probably. Probably not. But I would have. I would have fucking gotten the boogie going down. I wouldn't have danced though. I'm not a dancer, so I, I can't relate to Kim or um, Nick at all um i'm going to relate to kim because um you've witnessed this in action at many a sorority formal when one of the greek sing song comes on everybody goes out there and does their dances to it oh yeah um so yeah we have our own musical break moment that's true i've i've lived that life so i'll relate to her in that respect never prom queen um (laughs) never a chance of that but (laughs) Okay, um, Travis. Yeah. Obviously, we love Mary Lou as a sequel. Yes. But um, say we wanted to do a different sequel. What would dream that be? Sequel. What would that dream sequel be? Um, fuck it, man. Take me to merch. Let's uh get like a merch thing oh, going yeah, on here. Yeah. I. You know what? That could be fun. Because he was so much of a focus, and there clearly was shit going on with him. It can be a movie running parallel with this one. Yeah, you know, I think like, we've pitched a couple of those before. Yeah, and I think honestly, it would work. I mean, it would be kind of like a Halloween ripoff, but like whatever, you know. Yeah, I mean, lots of movies are Halloween ripoffs. And it would be going cool. to be successful. It would be cool to see if he had more influence on the events of that night than we got to see. Ooh, retcon you know? some shit. Yeah. Okay. You know, I think that would be nice. Okay. Now here's the real tricky thing. Yeah. Can we come up with a new tagline? Oh, boy. Oh, man. The taglines on this are so crazy. No, you got it? Prom night. Boogie till you die. That is good. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> It came to me. Damn, dude. Thank that you. was good. Thank you. You should have been there. <laughs> I should have been in that writer's room. <laughs> 12 oh, wow. years before I was born. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> okay. Um. All right. So do we have a review? Okay. I did not know which way we were going to collectively land on this. So I got a, nine out of, or a 1 out of 10 and a 10 out of 10. Okay. Which one are you going with? Um, I think I'm going to go with the 1 out of 10 because I think we... Mostly, uh, yeah, I think we've settled on positive. We've we've been more positive on this movie, yeah. And I mean, honestly, like the things the the ten out of ten just it talks about like you know all of the good factors, but like you know we got the creepy red herrings, the cat and mouse, the stalking, and all that. Yeah, yeah. Let's go with the bad then. Okay. Saw the film on Sci-Fi last night. Never a good start. Wait, when was this uh, review? Two thousand. Okay, cool. <laughs> so it's not even like they saw the remake and they wanted to see the original. Yeah. It's just, yeah. Okay, cool. They saw this movie on Sci-Fi. <laughs> this movie is horrible. <laughs> okay, great. There is no originality in it. 
the premise, and I need you to understand there are no spaces between the periods in the next sentence. It's, okay, it's just a run, yeah. one running sentence. Yeah. Uh, there's no originality in it. The premise, most people already now. Already Am I supposed know. to say no? Yeah. Uh, already now. The acting is not good at all. Curtis gives the worst performance of her life in this film. <laughs> I think she's amazing in this movie. <laughs> it is garbage, nothing more or less. Avoid it. You want to be scared? Go rent Halloween one. And I think, I think this is kind of the crux of why a lot of people might not enjoy this movie particularly. Because they see Squasher and they see Jamie. And they're expecting something akin to Halloween. Mm -hmm. Which granted, like, I was surprised by how different Kim is from Laurie Strode. But pleasantly surprised there were moments when they were um when kim was walking down the hallway with um wish i had you all alone. yeah like when she was walking with um i'm trying to remember the other vicky names. and kelly are her two like besties vicky and kelly yeah yeah so like when she was like walking with them i got flashbacks to her walking with uh totally and annie yeah uh, i can't remember the other girls actually linda yeah <laughs> so i mean i guess that there are parts like but at the same time, I'm glad that she is able to be a different character for this because I don't know if I would want to watch her play the same person over and over again. And she honestly seemed like she was having fun. Yeah. Whether or not that's actually the case, I don't know, but it did seem like she was having fun with this movie. Yeah, so I can understand that. I mean, well, I don't understand that, but I can understand wanting something more similar to Halloween because Halloween is a much tighter experience. Mm -hmm. The whole movie is tense. It's creepy. It The pacing is great with that. And this right here, yeah, you don't get as much of that action. And it is, I mean, it, it is a lot of the horror tropes that we know. But I think you and I have said this multiple times on this podcast. Every story doesn't need to be original if it's well done. Yeah. Was this well done? I mean, six out fairly. of ten worth. Um, <laughs> I still you know, say it's fairly well done. Yeah. Like, I, I enjoyed the movie for what it was. I don't know if I'd call it a horror movie 100%. It's straight up a slasher um, still. I mean, yeah, like most of the movie plays out like not one. But, you know, whenever... The good parts are really, really good. I mean, that's kind of how I feel about the original one of Stranger Calls. Give me the mm. first 15 minutes and the last 10 minutes, and I will, like, go cook dinner during the middle 80. <laughs> like, okay. I, but um, I don't think it's to say that, like, But I like between... the middle part of this movie. Yeah. I just, it does, it that's, feels like a tonal shift. That's what I was going to say. Like, I, I don't feel like it's bad. Like, you're not watching a bad movie when you're watching that stuff play out. It's just it, not a horror movie, really. It feels like Tammy and the T-Rex, like the family-friendly cut of it. They take away <laughs> the murdery parts, and they're just like, yeah. here's the Disney version. Um, kind of, yeah. You know? So, and like, they couldn't find all of the lost footage to edit back together. <laughs> yeah. So but thankfully, we got the true yeah. cut of that now. Yeah. Thank you, Vinegar Syndrome. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Do we have listener reviews? We do. Okay. All right. So let's start off with our Instagram review. Robert Atone he says, love prom night. Best beheading in a movie ever. It was a pretty solid beheading. I think the 
reason that it was so effective is because everything else was fairly tame and then all of a sudden it just happens yeah like there's build up you're like okay he's gonna get axed in the back or in the head or whatever nope yeah cut off clean cut yeah so i i agree it's pretty good um rivaled by in my personal opinion final destination one i was gonna say hereditary Oh, fuck. Hereditary. Yeah, Tony no, Collette cuts off her own head. Hereditary. That's pretty intense. That one is intense. Or also Charlie, though. Huh? She's beheaded, too, in Hereditary. There's double beheadings. That's the one I was thinking of the most. And oh, well, I see a Tony Collette with the piano wire cutting her own head off. Ah, that's less. I mean, that's that's gnarly, but she's possessed of that part. Like, the part with Charlie is mm. like, oh, shit. I didn't... Like this right here, I didn't expect it. Yeah. The thing with Final Destination 1... I walked in on my dad watching that. I saw that happen. This is, I didn't this is a formative it. memory. <laughs> it really that, I, my my roots of horror are all in me walking in on my dad watching some fucked up shit and me being traumatized and chasing chasing that, that high. high. Yeah, I'm like, oh shit, that was terrifying. Give me more of that. Uh, okay, and then we'll go to our Twitter review. We just have one of each. Okay, this one's from Chad. The slasher in this works his ass off to get kills. I enjoy it, even the overly long disco scene for some reason. Because the disco scene is awesome. It is awesome. And now I was thinking the entire time too, like, should I be liking this? I don't know, but I fucking love this. This is amazing. Yeah. I'm having a great time watching this right now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. And yeah, he does work his ass yeah. off. Alex is probably one he's of the, the more He's athletic. the working man slasher. He's... um. <laughs> He's uh, the bucket man, uh, the guy that uh, they. It's like uh, whenever they uh, scrappy. I don't know. He's he's Jason in Friday Three. He's the he's the guy that brings his lunch pail there to work. You know, <laughs> he's like, all right, I'm going to work. I'm putting in work. I'm not just gonna, you know, glide off of my natural killing instincts. Like, <laughs> yeah. Okay. So okay. That's it. All right. That's our reviews. Um, on Sunday. We will have our two be or not to be. Yes. So be on the lookout for that. And then next Thursday, part of our regular schedule, we've got Carrie. Yeah. Um, as of right now, you can watch it through, and this is the 1976 uh, Sissy the Spacek. Original. Yeah. Yes. So right now you can watch it on YouTube Primetime, Paramount Plus, Showtime, Hulu Premium, YouTube TV Premium, Sling TV Premium, Fubo TV Premium, Prime Premium, or you can rent it from Redbox, Vudu, Google Play, or Showtime Anytime. Actually, no, you have to have a Showtime Anytime subscription. Why is that down there at the blow? Um, I would recommend if you're going to rent it, not to rent it from Google Play because it's $15. What? The, that's got to be buying it. You have to buy it yeah. to watch it. You can't rent on Google, apparently. Um, and rental on Redbox and Voodoo is only $4. Okay. So. We own this movie, I think. Yes. Yeah, we got it on DVD somewhere. Yes, I'm pretty sure we, we probably own a couple. Um, probably. Because yeah. here's the fun thing. We also own a couple versions of Prom Night, um, the original and the remake. Because I cannot stop myself from buying horror movie packs um that's good you get a lot of yeah you get a lot of them but it is also how you wind up with multiples of some of the lower licensed fee movies such as prom Prom night or carrie um or 
a movie that I now own three copies of that I've yet to get you to watch, which is called Roman, starring Kristen Bell. Yeah, that one, we strangely have that on Blu-ray technically. <laughs> yeah, we have so many different copies of it, and it's such a weird movie, and I think you would like it. And now that I've gotten you to watch All of the Good Place, I think you can at least tolerate Kristen Bell. Anyway, yeah. Um, so yeah, we'll be talking about that next week. Yeah. So be on the lookout Sunday and then again on Thursday. Mm-hmm. Um, in the meantime, if you want to find us, you can find us on our social media. We've got Facebook, our Instagram's Least Favorite Scary Movie Podcast, our Twitter's Least Fave Pod. We've got a TikTok still somewhere in the ether. Yep. Um, you can find us on our website, which is leastfavoritescarymovie.com, and you can email us at leastfavoritescarymovie at gmail.com. If you want to vote on movies like the this movie was voted on this month, you can subscribe. Subscribe to our Patreon, like the cool cats such as Eric and Vivi of Shaken Not Scared, mm-hmm. Joe, Freakatron. as is his full name, Amber, and Michael. Yes. I uh, really appreciate you guys. You guys are very nice. We love the support. However, if you would like to show support in other ways, you can do so for free yeah. um, by rating, reviewing, and subscribing to the show. I know it may not sound like it's a big deal, but it is a big deal. It is. Um, it makes a big difference. It tricks the algorithms. Well, I don't say tricks. Like It lets the algorithm know that people like us. Mm-hmm. Tricks them um, into thinking that we're okay. <laughs> it, and it makes us feel really good to see our ratings. Like it, It's a good shot. It's just, it's nice. It um, helps. Yeah. Know, we appreciate it. And, you know, we just, yeah. I don't know. You guys are nice. Yeah. We like hearing nice things. Yeah. And uh, we have fun doing this. I didn't expect us to talk for this long about this movie, but it just. It, it's, it, a, it's a movie that had a lot going yeah, on. Yeah, we, we had a lot we needed to address. <laughs> if a movie has a 10 minute boogie session yeah you there's you're not gonna be able to talk about it in less than two hours (laughs) (laughs) it'll break it down step by step exactly okay anyway we'll see you at our next prom all right bye bye hi jad he says the slasher in this Okay, sorry. The slasher in this... I... Okay, I'm doing a bad job. Sorry. Okay. Cut all that out. Start here.